If I mention the names Golden Gate, Mackinac, or even Brent Spencer Suspension, you will immediately recognize these as names of bridges. You may even be able to see an image in your mind of what each bridge looks like. The sweeping vista of the Golden Gate, the lights on the Mackinac that sparkle in the evening, traffic jams on the Brent Spence. <laughs> we are also drawn to their purpose, to link two states, to span a river or bay, to reduce driving time to get to one place to the other. Our gospel passage today introduces us to another bridge, John the Baptist. He doesn't span the Jordan River, but he does bring people to the river. He is the link or the bridge between the Old Testament and the New. We are drawn to him as to other bridges by his architecture as well as his purpose, captivated by both the man and his message, the person and the role. The architecture of John the Baptist, the man, reveals a desert nomad and prophet clothed in camel hair robes, fastened with a crude leather belt. The gospel passage paints a picture of a social outcast. You can almost smell the stench of that camel hair robe, the odor of a man who's not bathed in a few weeks. His diet of locust and wild honey would send any self-respecting goat to look for a higher class neighborhood. To a much larger degree, the man, John the Baptist, is his message. The style of his message resembles his lifestyle. His words are harsh, no frills. He tells it like it is. The Pharisees learned this as they heard him call them a brood of vipers. The theme of his message is reform your lives. It calls to mind the description by Isaiah, which we heard in today's first reading. He shall strike the ruthless with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Part of the crowd came to the river to hear John lambast the Pharisees. You go, John. Those people need to hear your message. Part of the crowd, perhaps most, were attracted by his call to repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We would not be inclined to go any great distance to a river to hear someone tell us to repent, to shape up, to change our ways. We would probably find a way to make a detour to avoid hearing it. Those who came to the river on their own to hear John must have understood something that many miss. They must have seen John's call more as a gift than a demand. The assumption that underlies this call to repentance is that it is possible. To be able to repent means that I am not chained to my past. I am not a prisoner of my former habits. My future is not determined by my past. To be invited to repent is a vote of confidence in the future. The Lord is not giving up on me. I should not give up on myself. The call to repentance is a challenge, a challenge that we hear from someone who wants us to be the very best version that we can be of ourselves. We have developed a great skill at diluting challenges. For example, we diet rather than fast. We hold garage sales and then give away whatever doesn't sell. 
we deferred John's Advent agenda, pleading that we are too busy Christmas shopping. And we've heard this before. We put more effort into preparing for Christmas celebrations than preparing for the coming of Christ. The change that John invites us to embrace is not merely cosmetic. It is to be a real, inner, deep-rooted change. It isn't a car wash. It's a complete engine overhaul. God's grace wants to turn us inside out. God wants us to cross the river. Isaiah's beautiful poetic vision of a peaceable kingdom is the backdrop for John's call to repentance. He knows that we first must be new people before we can do new things. The I have a dream of Isaiah requires a changed people, and he invites us to make it a reality. The great basketball coach John Wooden said that failure is not fatal, but failure to change may be. Coach John, John the Baptist, know how to tell it like it is. Let's listen to these coaches. Let's join John and Isaiah and make Advent into an adventure, an adventure to change. The ritual of pouring water gave John his title. Coming to the river to be baptized was a public statement of intending to become someone new. Celebrating the liturgy is also something that involves a future plan of action. We ritualize our commitment to reform, to build that peaceable kingdom. And in the gift of the Eucharist, we are given the energy and the vision to do so.